Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of 321 No Kidding. I am Bobby the Awesome, here to share with you as much wisdom as I possibly can regarding gambling addiction, awareness around addiction in general, and more importantly, how to take care of ourselves when either trying to recover from an addiction or deal with a loved one that is struggling. So the main purpose of this show is to heighten awareness around gambling addiction. We all know about substance abuse, and I'm not discounting it at all. The world is changing, though, and I don't know that everybody is as in touch with the gambling problem, the way it's growing. We're, we're not caught up yet. Um, the casinos are popping up everywhere. Sports betting's becoming legal. There's just all these obstacles for people who are suffering from gambling disorder. So the goal is to talk about it. That's the first part. Talk about it, educate people, what's it about, what does it look like, and how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it as an individual? How do we deal with it if it's in the family? What do we look for? And then for us gamblers, what do we do when we stop? What kind of activities can help us? What kind of therapies can help us or resources or tools? So there's an awful lot of ground to cover. I have a whole bunch of beliefs about recovery and what's worked for me. And my goal is to not ever lecture or preach. What I want to do is really share, share the different concepts, opinions, tools, what's worked for different people. You'll hear episodes where interviewees may say something that I don't necessarily believe in or agree with, or maybe I didn't use it in my recovery. However, it may work for somebody else out there. The other very important part of this is understanding that gamblers don't have the resources, say, that other addictions do. So if you went to a town, chances are, or a state or anywhere, even a cruise ship, you can find an AA meeting just about anywhere. But you can't find a GA meeting just about anywhere. And the irony is, <laughs> you can find a casino, you know, almost every half an hour, half an hour in every direction nowadays. But even in the proximity of those casinos, you can't find a GA meeting. And this is a problem. So hopefully, this podcast will be a resource so that gamblers have access to 24-7 recovery or or 24-7 no out there dealing with the same issues they are. Introduce myself, but so I said I'm Bobby and I refer to myself and quite a few people in my universe refer to me as Bobby the Awesome. And it's not a description of conceit. The reason I chose to identify myself that way is because there was a point in time where I might have said, oh, Bobby the Awesome or Bobby the Great, whatever. And there was always this little ha ha ha, you know, um, like it was a joke. And quite honestly, it's not a joke anymore. I've worked very hard to 
come to a point in my life where I can look in the mirror and know and feel like I'm awesome because I rock. I mean, here I am doing a podcast. I knew nothing about podcasting (laughs) prior to this. And I'm still struggling with things like editing. So I'll I'll apologize now for my ums and anything else that you might hear that you shouldn't. But I'm probably the awesome because I did it. I'm doing it. I look in the mirror. I try to be a better person every day. Now, I'm not perfect, but I'm awesome at trying. I'm awesome at being real. And I'm at a point where I can say that out loud because of different parts of my recovery. And those are kind of the fun things that we're going to explore as the show goes on. So there may be things like nutrition or exercise. You're going to hear about Zumba and me exploring yoga. All the different things like that isn't a traditional, you know, yoga and gambling. What? How does that go together? It's about it's about exploring all that stuff and and landing where I landed today or who I am today and knowing that I'm capable of getting better. And I just want to, I want to share my journey as it continues because I keep looking back and going, I wish, you know, I could tell people about this or, or, or give them the gift of the things that I'm learning and exploring and have benefited from. So the podcast is a tool to do that. I can't begin to tell you the amount of times that I find myself talking about something and going, oh, that's not how I felt about that three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. It, it often causes me to question what's going to happen in the future and what my viewpoint will be. But it's very interesting. So some of this is for me too. I'll get to capture my growth and my process and, and my continued journey to be the person that I would like to be. One of the things that I'm very grateful for, although maybe not in the process, is the exposure I've had to different methods of recovery and resources. So I've gone to GA in Connecticut, New York, Minnesota, Wisconsin, so some various states there. I also was an inpatient for 28 days out in Minnesota. In addition to that, I'm very, extremely lucky to participate in a program. We have the Center for Problem Gambling here in Albany, New York, and it's very special. It's unique. It's a place that I've been able to go to where we go to, we have group therapy three times a week, four times a week. We have different, we have different group therapy meetings we have events, we have guest, guest speakers that teach us things about our brain or finances or health. We just have, I have all these resources at my fingertips and that's what I hope to share. Um, through, through participating with the center, I have access to a lot of resources as I meet them, as I go to conferences and stuff. And that's, that's what I wanna be able to share with the audience. The more I learn, the more I'm going to share. You will probably hear me refer to the center quite often, and I will refer to it as the center, but it's such a neat place, and we have things that are so special. We have recovery coaches, which is very unique. 
as well as a group for the parents or the significant others of gamblers. So again, tremendous amount of value in having these things at our fingertips. It's not something everywhere. It's not in every state. It's not in every county. We have people that drive an hour, hour and a half to come to group. So my long-term goals, and I have quite a few (laughs) surrounding this, and I'm doing the podcast as the first step, right? Heighten awareness. And hopefully, you know, through time, there'll be enough traction to start visiting some of these monster goals that I have regarding this. Like, I'd love to see centers accessible in all the states. I'd love to see some equality. So when I went to treatment, Kansas, I was living in Kansas at the time, and Kansas had a deal with the casinos. And the casinos had to put a certain amount of money away to help in recovery or to help battle addiction. I had friends from other states that went to treatment that didn't have those same systems set up in their states. So one gambler's dishing out $6,000 or whatever the amount was, well, I got sponsored by a scholarship because the state had something set up that way. Now, I don't know how to fix that yet, but I promise you, (laughs) I will be trying to figure that out. That is kind of the foundation I want to lay with this. And I'm not going to be bashful as I, as I meet more people in the community that are experts on things like that. I'm going to ask for help. First step, obviously, heightening awareness. So I also, well, we'll do another whole episode on goals. It appears I want to tell you my 10 reasons for starting the podcast because I keep delving into them. So I'm going to go through them now. The first reason is to raise awareness surrounding compulsive gambling. I don't feel like I can achieve any of my other goals until some of this awareness is heightened. And it's getting better. We just we just have such a long way to go. My personal opinion is that I think we're 20 to 30 years behind AA. Not that we want to be front runners uh, by any means, but we do need to know more about it. The second reason, as I kind of discussed, is giving gamblers a resource. Meetings can be non-existent. They can be hours away. It's important to know that we're in this together. The third reason is to tie in overall health and and self-care to recovery. So what do I mean by that? I have learned and tried so many new things the last few years. I did my first 40 miles on a bicycle this summer, which I thought I was going to do 20. That was pretty cool. I read more than I ever have. I've discovered podcasts. I've started the keto diet. I've gone to the first concert I've gone to in a million years. So lots of of different doors have opened. I've tried yoga, and it actually stuck this time. Zumba's been part of my life for a long time, but appreciating it and making it to classes because I'm not at the casino that's kind of a joy. And it's not just for us, the gamblers. Again, there's there's people that are impacted by this. And I've seen it where, especially parents, you know, there was a conversation today where if you were married to a compulsive gambler and they were giving you a ton of grief and all that stress, the short version is you can get a divorce, you can leave, right? But if it's your parent you know, if it's, and we're seeing so many young people because of this damn sports betting, but 
if you're a parent and you have a compulsive gambler child and they're doing all the wrong things, how do you handle that? Like, it's very difficult. You can't just get a divorce and be like, okay, game over. So I hope to be able to provide experts that can help with different tricks, share mine, such as things like the reading or the yoga or activities or how to take better care of ourselves. You know, is it, and I'm not an expert on health and wellness, but that's where some of my amazing guests that will be on the show will help us along. It's just, for me, it's been about learning what all these different tools are. And thank goodness for Audible, because the the books and the research that I keep coming across, one thing keeps leading to another, leading to another. And I feel like all the information that I'm getting makes sense. It makes sense to me whether I apply it or not is another story, because some things work for me, some things don't. Just like that's what I think you'll find listening There'll be some things that you like and will work for you. And then there's going to be things that don't work for you. And that's okay. The fourth reason for starting this podcast, and I kind of touched on this, is to explore the steps and continue working on them. So when I was in treatment, I got to step five. And of course, when all you have to do for 26, 28 days is worry about not gambling and going to meetings and doing things like your steps, it's it's pretty easy. But to work it into our day-to-day, it's not always simple. So once a month, we're going to cover whatever step aligns with that month. So if it's January, it'll be the first step. If it's November, it'll be the 11th step, et cetera. So to start some conversations surrounding different things. And I think you would be surprised about how much um, step work could be applicable even if you weren't a gambling addict or even if you weren't a substance abuse addict. I read a book and I'll have to find it and and put it up on the webpage, but there was a book where a lady talked about the 12 steps and applied it to just normal life. That's part of what needs to be shared, right? My fifth formal reason for starting the podcast is to practice my own recovery and to be accountable and to continue to try to grow as a human being. We we traveled a little this summer and on our trip, <clears throat> I was with one of my girlfriends and we kept talking about love and kindness. So we would smile at people and practice our love and kindness and, and it was it was amazing. People smiled back. We thought it was because they were in sunny Florida and not cold upstate New York. But regardless, I want to be the kind of person that is well received, whether it's walking down the street or at work or wherever. Not in a way where I'm saying that everybody needs to like me, but that I do the right things and I support humankind the best way that I can. My sixth reason is to share what I learned in across the multiple states and the different venues. I did forget to mention Kansas GA, shame on me. Very amazing crew out there that were very good to me. And the first time that I quit gambling, I couldn't have done it without them. And, and, and they really helped me get to a good amount of clean time. The seventh, <laughs> and this is funny because if you knew how long I stalled in recording this this first episode, the seventh reason is to get brave and to get uncomfortable. So it's one of those cliches that we say 
that recovery is being comfortable in the uncomfortable. And I will tell you, as much as I love to talk and as much as I love to think that I know stuff about recovery, about myself, about life, whatever, this is very intimidating. A podcast is super intimidating. It shouldn't be. I'm making it worse in my head, but that's part of the skills that I want to work on. And hopefully, you know, a year from now, I'm going to listen to this episode and laugh at myself for all my ums and pauses and all my weird stuff. But I have to work through this part to get to that part. And that's basically the story of my recovery life. If I don't go through the stuff, I can't get to the other side. Not in a way where I grew Being uncomfortable can happen in all kinds of things. It could be in changing your relationships or starting a new regime, right? Like if you wanted to go exercise every morning, it might be uncomfortable to get up a half an hour earlier. So I want to continue to explore that for me and hopefully become more comfortable with all different aspects of my life. The eighth reason, oh, I really like this one, is to explore the similarities across addictions. So as the show continues and you learn a little bit more about my background, I grew up with a lot of exposure to substance abuse. And this is my belief after combined total of, you know, four or five years of clean time and digging deep about this. I believe that part of why I became a gambler was because I was trying to not be an alcoholic, right? So I still had to find a way to cope with stuff, but I didn't want to be an alcoholic. The jury's still out on that, by the way. So um, I'm not saying that it worked, but I feel like in my mind, I rationalized it that way. Well, if I'm not having a drink, I'm okay. Well, I wasn't okay. I was, I was making a bet instead. Either way, I was numb. So I want to talk about similarities across, across the different addictions. We're going to have a guest on here who struggles being in a relationship surrounding sex addiction. Um, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. We'll explore food addiction. You know, there's, there's tons of things. I personally believe that 10 years from now, there's going to be sugar addiction rooms. Again, it's just a Bobbyism, and you're going to have to put up with them if you continue to listen to me. The ninth reason, and this is back to my goals, right? So this is a foundation in my mind for some of the bigger goals I have. So for example, when I was talking about the treatment payments from the different states, I'd like to see it be, and I don't know how this works. I don't know politics, but like when the federal government decided that there can be same-sex marriages, I want that kind of ruling. And I want it for things like having a gambling warning message on the back of every raffle ticket and every lottery ticket that are printed. So that's like one of my goals. Can't get to that goal, in my mind, without a ground floor, which is heightening the awareness. Getting some information out there to protect the children. Now, I'm not a big children person, but right out of the gate, kids don't have a shot. When I grew up, we used to go to this place called Cossey in Connecticut, and there was this big arcade, and I remember all the quarters in this machine. Like, you'd put a quarter or a token in and 
more quarters and stuff would fall down. Like that was the idea that it would push the money and, and either tickets or money came out. I believe it was tickets. That's essentially gambling, right? Like you're, you're, you're putting something out there, in this case, the money or the token. You don't know what the outcome is. And then there's a reward associated with the end. You know, the tickets that you bring over to the counter and you get, you know, a nickel toy that cost your parents $50. That's gambling or that's, that's setting the stage for children to become gamblers if they like that action, that, that numbing, that whatever. It's, it's way bigger than I can explain scientifically, but that's one of my goals to get us thinking about things like that. Same thing with video games. There's gambling games hidden inside of video games. I didn't know that until I went to a conference last year. It was mind-blowing. In addition, you know, there's there's gambling everywhere. My 10th reason for wanting to start this podcast is to acknowledge the loved ones of addiction, right? We think it's hard to find a GA meeting. Well, what about a Gammonon meeting? And again, I'm not saying that GA and Gammonon are the only forms of recovery, but what is a spouse to do? You know, what are their resources? How do they find them? We have meetings seven days a week where I live, and we don't have a very strong Gammonon community. I don't even know that we have a Gammonon community, where in Kansas City, I saw a very strong one, and it was a, it was a great family, and we were all in it together. So I think it's really important that everybody knows that we could be in this together. You know, not just not just the compulsive gambler. So that was 10, but there really is one more. I would love to spread some positivity. So you'll see on the web and and I think it's even on the image on the podcast, you know, positivity is no gamble. Like that's true, right? How much trouble can you get into for having a positive attitude or trying to spread positivity, whether it's a smile or a podcast or opening a door or whatever that looks like. So that needs to be the biggest message. And I'll tell you, it's flipping hard. It's hard to be positive all the time. So I I just want you to know we can all be doing that together, working on being positive, whether it's sharing, you know, memes on Facebook or just pausing to not judge for a minute. There's a million different things that we can do to be positive. And hopefully we'll keep that in the the front of our minds. I'm going to end every show with a positive quote, hopefully one that relates to the content of that episode. But I I feel that that's very important. And I did a, it wasn't meant to be an exercise, but there was a period when I was in a very good routine of, of sharing some positive and inspirational stuff on social media. And you can tell people, it was well received and people needed to see it. You can tell by the sharing or the notes or the comments that Sometimes you just need to hear those things. So hopefully this will be one of those places that you can hear the things you need to hear like that. So those were the top 10 or 11, if we include being positive goals for starting the show. So just to kind of reiterate what's coming next, we're going to have some amazing, amazing people that we're going to interview. 
We're going to have some great authors. We're going to have people in the industry. We're going to have some of my peers from the center. My first guest is, his name is Paul Churchill, and he has, uh, it's called Recovery Elevator. And he's been podcasting for over five years now in regards to alcohol. I'm pretty sure I probably wouldn't be working on this podcast if I hadn't stumbled across Paul's and see what an excellent job he does for the alcohol-related community. And that's why I felt it was so important to have him on early. So that's coming up, which is very exciting. I'm going to a conference at the end of next week, and I am sure I am going to meet a plethora of more people and and learn a lot more things. It's a two-day event. I'm pretty excited. Last year was my first time going. This year, I'm really excited to meet the therapist and the counselors and all the professionals in this industry to let them know that there are more resources out there. They can, you know, share the podcast with their clients and hopefully we can make a significant difference in some of their clients' life and the people that they're dealing with. So that's what's coming. I think I'm going to give you a little homework for for you to think about before you listen to the next couple episodes. I'm going to read you the definition of gambling as it's stated in the Gamblers Anonymous literature. And your homework assignment is to think about the hidden gambling things that you wouldn't really think about. Like I use the arcade example for children. How about the little stickers on a Dunkin' Donuts cup where you have a chance to win? So I'm going to challenge you to look with your eyes open for just the subtleties in in our day-to-day life that meet the criteria of this definition. So here we go. The definition of gambling for the compulsive gambler is defined as follows. Any betting or wagering for self or others, whether for money or not, no matter how slight or insignificant, where the outcome is uncertain or depends upon chance or skill, constitutes gambling. So that was kind of a mouthful. But if you think about it in terms of anything from the normal lottery ticket to casino to, like I said, the Dunkin' Donuts example or Monopoly at McDonald's, there's a whole bunch. I'm not going to give them away, but but just think about what that looks like in your head and, and see if anything resonates with you. And as we as we get going on, on the social media or the web, we'll talk about it. Um, I'd, I'd love for people to post their answers of, of what they're perceiving or seeing with, I call it kindergarten eyes, where you're seeing something for the first time, right? Nobody would have thought that Dunkin' Donuts peel-off label was a gambling. And, and, and that definition, again, for compulsive gamblers, not the in-control, and I'm using air quotes, which I guess you can't see through a podcast, but not the in-control gamblers, the, the compulsive ones. To help with that distinction, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you something that we talk about at the center. And actually, I saw it on an episode of Mom, so I know it's not unique to us, but we love it. And we, we call ourselves uh, the pickle jar. And the reason why is people who can gamble normally, we'll call them cucumbers, right? 
So once you can't gamble any more normally anymore, you cross this line. And that line is what we call pickling. So once you cross that line, you can't ever go back to gambling responsibly. So once you're a pickle, you can't go back to being a cucumber. So we make a big dill, but I'm bump out of that around the center. And, uh, you know, we have, we have pickle keychains and pickle posters. And, you know, you'll, you'll hear me talking about pickles, I'm sure, down the road. So you have homework. You know what's coming next. Very exciting guests. Paul Churchill being the first one. He's coming in episode three. I gave you homework, so I think it's only fair that I give you a little relaxing tip as well. So for me, I mentioned earlier, audiobooks are one of my favorite things. So just food for thought. Um, and Audible, you know, often does free memberships for like two months or whatever. I recommend trying it. But what I love about the books, and it's the same with the podcast, and now that I've invested in those wireless little earbud things, amazing. Um, I can listen to it wherever I am. So not just, you know, the airplane or the car, but on my walk to work, in the tanning booth, don't tell, um, in the sauna, while you're home cleaning, doing chores. So that's a self-care item that I would propose and throw out there to the world this week read something or listen to something that will make you feel good. And finally, my quote for this week is, and because this is the first episode, this seemed appropriate, and I don't know who it's from, so it must have been, I don't know who it's from. Anyway, so the quote for this this week's show is, and suddenly you just know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. And here we sit with the something new of my podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great week. Uh, I look forward to putting episode two out, which is going to be the 20 questions. So we just talked about what the textbook definition of compulsive gambling is or a compulsive gambler. Well, how do you know if you're a compulsive gambler? That's where we're going to go over in the next episode. Thank you, beautiful people. Have a great week.